Hello there, my name is Justine and I am the host of the For the Love of Yourself podcast. I am a certified holistic health coach and I am passionate about helping you become the best version of yourself by becoming confident in your body through food freedom, intuitive eating, and manifestation. This podcast was made to help you change your mindset around traditional diets as well as traditional ways of living. I hope you find exactly what you needed to hear today in order to help change your life. Now, let's get on to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today is episode two of the podcast, and it is a very special episode because we have our very first interview. So in this episode, I interviewed Katie Costa, aka The Wellness Marketer, and she is a nutritional scientist and marketing pro who helps health practitioners grow their practice online using holistic marketing strategies. Katie has an MSc in human health and nutritional science from the University of Guelph and has been working with health practitioners and wellness businesses for the last three years. Beyond work, she reads cheesy romance novels, eats spicy food, and has a love affair with the gram. Say hey to Katie at The Wellness Marketer on Instagram. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome to the podcast, Katie. Thank you for being here on my first interview. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, So me and Katie, aka The Wellness Marketer, we met online through the MBA Manifestation Babe Academy what was it like a month ago now almost yeah I know like we just technically wrapped up I fell behind I fell off Mm. I'm I haven't been working on it but we did meet in the Facebook group for the course yeah about a month ago so yeah thank you for being on I'm so excited to have you as my first interview Um, I know I'm so honored yeah so (laughs) just give everyone like a little backstory of you what do you do what are you into give us all the things yes so as mentioned, my name is Katie Costa, and my alter ego is the Wellness Marketer, which is my wellness marketing business. And I, I feel like I had a pretty unconventional path. Um, so I went to school for science. I did my undergraduate degree in nutritional and nutraceutical science uh, at the University of Guelph. I'm based in the GTA in Ontario. Yeah, so I did my undergrad there, and it was like a super small and unique program, like all about it was a science program, but it was all about supplements and like regulations and product development. So we got like a really broad view of the like supplement and like wellness industry from a science side and business side. And it was like super different. Um, and it was awesome. And it just like, it allowed me to like nurture this kind of business interest that I always had, like while still pursuing science, but I didn't really like quite know what I was doing. (laughs) Yeah. I was always just like, business minded in terms of like I was like that kid cliche kid with like the lemonade stand like 100% me like actually doing like cost analysis so I'm like okay am I making the lemonade from scratch or am I buying it like (laughs) from the store like legit and I would like cut my lemonade I'm like not today we gotta gotta (laughs) scratch this shit so I'm like cutting it with water and sugar (laughs) like at home oh man but So I was always like super into business, but like super into science. And I got like my first taste of like real business when I was in third year in university. And I had actually, that's where I started my first business that stemmed out of like a school project, which was called Lindsay and Katie. And me and my best friend, we made natural personal care products, like literally from our kitchen table. Um, But because we were in this like undergraduate program, we had a really 
good understanding of what the regulations were and like how to actually make safe products and how to file them with Health Canada so that they were actually like registered products. So that was like a really steep learning curve. But basically my friend Lindsay, the Lins to Lindsay and Katie, um, she was like in charge of like operations and finances and she's really like organized and methodical person. So she took over all that fit. And then it was like left to me to literally learn because I didn't know how to do this at the time, but like to learn all the marketing and social media. I built our website, set up all of our e-commerce, designed our packaging and our labels a lot on the fly. And that was, yeah, like I said, the first real business and I was still in school and it was crazy busy, but freaking amazing. And I like thrive when I'm doing all the things. And I was also a competitive cheerleader at the time still. So like literally doing so much. And we ended up putting that biz baby to rest because it was just like, we ended up wanting to both pursue our master's degree. So then we stayed at the University of Guelph. We're like, hey, we can't do all these things if we're not going to have a manufacturer. Because as you could imagine, mm-hmm. <laughs> like manufacturing, designing and doing all of those things takes up a lot of time and then selling and shipping and all that. So we both ended up pursuing the same master's degree again in human health and nutritional science at the university. And I did that for about a year. And it was over that year that I really started to develop more of my skills as like a business owner and in the marketing space. So how this all happened was that basically after doing Lens and Katie, like obviously like I was doing a lot of promotion and marketing, but people in my network started to notice and were asking me for support on similar projects like web design or just graphics and social media help because they saw it happening through Lindsay and Katie. And it was literally someone in my network that saw the project and needed a website. And she was a naturopathic doctor, Dr. Emily. She was my very, very first client in terms of like being a freelancer. And then that's kind of where everything change was like from that one job and other people in my network that were just like referral and word of mouth it it genuinely just like started to grow and I started working with more and more people and like building websites and supporting them with social media marketing and then in January of 2019 I was like okay well I want to just make this a legit business instead of being a freelancer so I registered my business and that was now almost a year and a half ago. It'll be like a year and a half next month, which is crazy. And we've taken a lot of pivots since then. I I didn't register as the wellness marketer. I wanted to be more like a creative studio because I was doing all of this like website design and more creative stuff. But then after like getting more and more into the marketing, I also, I started a corporate job. Like I was, I'm literally, and I'm still at the corporate job. Um, as I came out of my master's, I got into the job and while I still had the business and I was like, Oh sure. I'll just like try and manage all of them (laughs) and we're still here doing okay but so with that too I was like just learning more about the marketing and I was like dang like there really is an opportunity to bring together these like business and marketing skills like with my science and my technical training because I found that so many health professionals are so passionate about health and wellness and healing people and like practicing and like doing their work but professional school like doesn't teach you how to grow practice like it doesn't teach you how to like run a business for the most part like you have to really pursue that outside and it's unfortunate because then I was like even like seeing like people in my network like my friends graduate from these kinds of programs and be extremely qualified and talented practitioners and just not being able to get patients through the door because they were never taught the skills and it was just something that always came easily to me and I always liked helping people and I know I didn't 
want to run a creative agency in the way that I was trying to grow it. So it just kind of like honestly came to me one day, the name, the wellness marketer, because I was like, I want it to be like me as a personal brand and like blending my expertise of science and business and figure out a way to like serve these people. And I didn't even really know what I was going to be offering at the time, but I just, I changed my Instagram handle and I started making content and it stuck. And it was so crazy because once I made that change, I actually started to gain like so much momentum because that was just in the fall. So we're only talking like six months ago and I didn't even have like a thousand Instagram followers like at the time or a podcast like or, or product. Like I was just working with businesses, managing their marketing. Literally it's been such a wild ride. I feel like so much has happened just like so quickly, but now it feels really awesome because I'm really like finding my groove and I feel like, you know, it's starting to gain momentum and I finally like launched a program and the brand is just starting to like gain some traction. So that's where I am today and how I, I still do websites like here and there for people, but mostly I focus on my program now, which is called zero to a thousand. And I teach what I call holistic marketing. And it's basically a process that combines bulletproof branding, strategic social media, and powerful email marketing so that health practitioners can grow their practice online and heal more people. So I just launched that like literally last week. I closed mm-hmm. my cart and we sold out the program, which is awesome. Right. So we have, uh, thank you. I'm, I'm super excited. So we literally start on Monday and now this is kind of like the second wave of my business. Honestly, it's like a really exciting time to like, kind of like a shift in business models, to be honest. So lots of crazy things have been happening, but that's how I got here. And that's literally where we are up until last Friday when we closed the cart. <laughs> Wow. I remember you talking about your program. So you launched like your first big thing in your business, right? Yeah. Like, like I said, I was doing one-off services and like really being that service provider, people were hiring me to do something, but yeah, now this is the first program. That's like a true coaching program and like digital course combination. And I'm just super pumped. It's like everything that I've been working on, like working with clients in that one-on-one setting, but like never in like a repeatable, like in a program, like, you know, that's like a true process. That's what we just launched. And I'm super pumped. (laughs) That's awesome. Your story's so inspiring. I didn't realize that you were like the wellness marketer was so fresh. Oh my God. Yeah. It's funky fresh, man. Like it is, (laughs) I had a couple name changes. Like my business coach wanted to kill me. Like I was white Oak creative co for like the first eight months of my business from like January to like August and or July. And then I was like, no, I want to be Costa marketing. So I want to do more marketing and less creative and Costa is my last name. And I'm like, I think it's cool. So I was like, let's run with it. Like and then I did that and like, it, it still didn't feel right. And I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to go and change my business name again? <laughs> like people are going to think I'm crazy. Like this is the third website rebrand I'm doing in like a year. <laughs> but then it, yeah, like I said, it just, it just happened. I was like, I don't want to be a business. I want to be a person. And it's like served me so much better. It's insane. And it's, it, I feel like it's also why I've been just connecting a hundred percent why I've been connecting with more people is because you're not like hiding behind like the name of a business. It's so much more personal. And I just, it's a perfect example of just like when something's right, it's right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just knew. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. Like whatever. I had to change my name two times in like literally three month period. But like at the end of the day, who remembers it? Literally no one, but it seems like such a big deal to you at the time. Yeah. And also first off, the name is perfect. I feel like it's genius and it fits you really well. 
Thank you. And also, like you changing the names before, it didn't. It wasn't the end of the world. Like here you are, you're doing great. No, yeah. no, here we are thriving. Like we just needed. Maybe I wasn't thriving because I didn't have a good enough name mm-hmm. to have a ring to it. You know. Totally. So how was the pivot from going to like bachelor's, master's, like thinking you're going into the health field and pivoting to like a service-based marketing freelancing situation? Yeah, it's a good question. Well, it's like a lot of it happened, like I said, really quickly of like, I didn't realize how much I was going to like move into the business space. This was all happening like at the same time of my master's. So it's like I made the decision to pursue my master's fairly easily. And I, because I knew that I, it was only a one year coursework program. I really liked the guy that was going to be my advisor. Like professional development and personal development are more of what he focuses on as a graduate advisor. We learn about science in like a really like hands-on self-study way. And I was kind of able to mold a lot of my master's degree around things like market research reports or more business-oriented projects for the health and wellness industry. But I just knew like it, when I started Lindsay and Katie, like I was, again, like I always knew that I was more business inclined, even though I liked science, but I was just truly enjoying it so much. And like, I always wanted to be a business owner and like, I looked up to so many people online, like, you know, on Instagram, like, especially while I was starting Lindsay and Katie that were like crushing it in the online space. You know, I think like Jenna Kutcher was one of those first women for me. And in terms of seeing like a solopreneur crush it online and like just be helping tons of women and seems to be having tons of fun. And like, that's always kind of what I've been after. And I thought that it was going to be more in the health capacity to like, I, I even at one point had like a small nutrition consulting company, like where I was a nutritionist, like in like between in the summers, like I had a few clients that were like family, friends and word of mouth. And like, again, like these things just like kind of happened for me. Like, and this is like also why I was like into like Manifestation Wave Academy and like where this is like kind of coming full circle is I just always knew that like I was business oriented and things just always like happened. Like they just somehow like the opportunity was there. The right person that like, came across me at the right time. And like woman I'm talking about, Dr. Emily, who is the first, my first freelancing client, who is like one of the two people who really helped me take off in that area of my career, I guess. Those were two women that I met in a Starbucks five years prior to her oh. ever becoming my client. And like I interned for their business, two naturopathic doctors, and I just interrupted them in a Starbucks because I heard them talking about health and wellness. And basically they, we just had this relationship that was like, whatever. And they were the two women who were then parting ways in their business to pursue their own things and me being in their network. And they were the two doctors that saw what I was doing and asked for my help and started referring me, which literally brought me like to where I am today no lie. These are two women that I interrupted in a Starbucks five years before ever starting my business that I just kept in contact with. But like the opportunity is everywhere. And that's where (laughs) it like Mm. just starts to get weird when you like think about it like that of like all those synchronicities (laughs) that like had to happen. And it's like, I don't doubt that like, I truly believe like that everything was like happening, like to build to this moment, like the failed business names and like whatever, like my first business and like doing my master's and doing all that stuff, even though it wasn't necessarily aligned with where I am. Um, 
but I guess yeah, to just answer your question directly, it kind of just happened. And like, I was just really enjoying it. And I was like, Hey, look, I don't want to practice. Like, I was this close to applying for naturopathic college. And I was just like, I love it, this field that I'm so passionate about it, but I just want to do other work. I want to do the business work and I want to help other people who are even more passionate about doing the work that like, and help them heal more people and help them with the business strategy. Because like there is, there was just such a massive need and it's like, why do you need more practitioners if the practitioners that are here can just market themselves better and I'll make more money too. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. And overall help more people, which is the point. Exactly. So like getting into manifesting, it sounds like you were already like pretty intuitive and like listening to your gut. So has that like always been the way for you? I want to say that yes. Like I feel like this has like been a journey and there's obviously like been different phases. I think like I, I still struggle with like trusting my intuition at times. It's something that I'm working on. It takes me a while. I think that I've just always, where the manifesting power comes for me is like I've always known what I wanted in the sense that it's like I think I've then been very mindful with like my thoughts and my words around it and like having that belief like the true belief of like I know that I'm cut out for this and I know that no matter what I do I'm going to be successful if I pursue this because I just know that I can figure it out like that's kind of always been the belief for me that's just like taken me through my life and like even when I was like in high school I resonated with Catherine's story so much. I'm going to like kind of tangent here, but around like the money thing, like always having the money, like that, that happened for me all the time. Like when I was in high school working at No Frills, I worked at No Frills for like three years when I started when I was in grade nine, but believe me, I was always hustling. I was a child actor before I was in high school. So I was like doing commercials. I'm like saving money. I like paid for my first year of university with like child acting money. I'm like... Wow. I was always, always hustling. And then I was working at No Frills and then I worked retail and then I worked at restaurants as soon as I turned 18 so I could have that tip money. But like, basically, I just had this thing that like money always came easily to me, which I don't, and I do 100% agree or like not agree, agree with myself that I think that like that belief is like also why I've been quote unquote, like I'm like successful up until this point of where I am because it's like, I was always that kid that just like found money and whether it was like with creating business opportunities or just manifesting things like I would have like commercials that were like off air and then randomly got renewed and then I would get like a residual check three or four years later like for a thousand dollars like just being like here you go we just want to play that commercial a couple more times Wow. and I was like so I always knew that there was something around like that. And then my mom got super into Dr. Wayne Dyer and the secret and all that stuff. And then that's where it really like came into my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started exploring it more and then I had like found Catherine, but even then that was like when I was like in high school and I never just really like took it seriously. MBA is like the first time that I really like invested in my manifestation and mindset stuff. And that's why I'm like, I was so hyped because I'm like, we've already come this far MBA is the first time I seriously took this stuff serious also I had yeah I had my first business coach like I graduated from holistic health school 
And I was like, all right, I dropped out of normal college because I wanted to start a business. So I guess Mm -hmm. I need to start a business, you know? And then, so I hired this coach, paid way more money than I ever thought coaches cost so much money. And I was like, (laughs) okay, I'm, I'm deep into this. And so she like introduced like money mindset and morning routines and all this stuff to me. And since I was going to a holistic school, I kind of knew about that stuff and like meditating, but I thought they were crazy people. Like they were doing like Reiki and polarity and just all this stuff I've never heard of. So I had that coach for about four months and then I kind of fell off, didn't do anything. I was like, I don't know if this works. And then for some reason, I feel like the way Catherine like explains it all, I was just like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. And then this course, I feel like just completely like turned me on to it and like flipped my mindset. And now I'm like, okay, this is real. Like I'm actually yeah. manifesting things and I like believe it and I've kind of seen it, you know. What have you manifested? I wanted to manifest $4,000 and I got that. I got that. I was hoping it was going to be through my business, but I was like really focusing on surrendering because that's like the hardest yeah. part for me. It like didn't make sense. And then I did and I got it through like the stimulus check and tax returns. And I like filed my taxes for last year that I forgot about and just all these random ways. Um, so that was like the biggest one. I just got it yesterday. So I was like, wow, I was like waiting. It was like literally the last day of the four weeks. Down to the wire, as she says, every time. Yeah. And also like my taxes, I had to pay my accountant like four times as much as I was expecting, like all the unexpected bills. And I was like, you know what? I know that shit's supposed to hit the fan. So I'm just going to pay it. It's fine. I need to do my taxes. Just trying to like really get over the stress that I normally would have around money. Yeah. And yeah. So now I'm like doing the hypnosis every day, morning routine, sticking to it, feeling great. Oh my God. I have not been good with the morning routine. I always take at least like half an hour to myself in the morning, even if I wake up late with like, you know, during the pandemic and stuff, like obviously I'm working from home and I'm super grateful. I still have like my day job because I'm a full-time job still and I run the wellness marketer. So so I'm trying to just be like super gentle with myself. And even if I have to wake up a little bit later, like I just start work a little bit later and I always take like 30 minutes. Yeah. I like that. Um, I don't know how you are, but I've taken like the color code personality test. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's a really good book. But I learned through that that I'm a yellow, which is like the spontaneous kind of, it's just a very spontaneous color. And I realized through that, that I just kind of have to accept that for myself. So sometimes my morning routine doesn't get done until like 4 p.m. I'll like sporadically do it throughout the day. Or um, some days I'll be like you and I'll like skip things or pick what I want to do. But I try to at least always have like my gratitude rampage while I'm making the bed. I don't know why, but that's the easiest for me. And then what is a a gratitude rampage? Yeah, I think Catherine taught us that. It's basically you just start like saying like small things you're thankful for. So like your bed, your apartment, like your hair, your legs that get you moving. And then you move on to bigger stuff like your relationships and your support systems, um, the city you live in, things like that. And then you can go into the things that you're thankful for, but that you want to manifest. So you act like it already happened. Mm-hmm. So I do that I every that morning. Part. Yeah. Cause I have a hard time with affirmations. Cause I'm like, you know, I am whatever. It's like hard to believe, but once you like get in the feeling of gratitude for the small things, then that feeling transfers over really easily to like the bigger things that you want. Mm-hmm. So I do that every morning, those, and then have my coffee. Those are like 
the things I try to do every day. But other okay. than that, than that, I'm like, whatever, I'm just gonna do whatever makes me feel nice because I've like literally resisted my like natural being of like spontaneity. And I've yeah. just realized that I gotta accept myself, you know? Totally. And I feel like, okay, so I've done a color test that's like gold, orange, green, and blue. Mm-hmm. And orange is like the spontaneous adventure one. So I feel like this is like the syn- a synonymous yeah. color. That that's me. I'm an orange. I'm a pure orange. It's like active, spontaneous, that one. It really aligns with my Leo horoscope. Did you, was there something that like sparked your interest to get into the health field? Honestly, it was something that I was kind of just always into. Like it started, I did a nutrition course when I was in grade 12 in high school. But again, like I kind of like sought it out. Like I was, I had always done recreational sports and then I started competitive cheerleading when I was in grade 10. So that was like pretty late. And then I did that like throughout high school and university. And I feel like being a competitive athlete. And then like when I was in high school, I did track and field and I was fairly, a fairly competitive jumper. <laughs> and um, I was just like, it was, so it started with more of the athletic performance interest. I think. And like then being into like nutrition and diet and training for athletic performance in those sports. And then after I stopped cheerleading, like I think I was in third year university was my last year. I didn't do it in my fourth year. I had like a major identity crisis because I was like Mm. an athlete, right? Like people like ask like who you are and it's like, oh, it's what you like talk about what you do. And I was like basically freaking out. I started to question like my interest in health and nutrition of just like, you know, did it go beyond athletic performance? And that's where it then kind of shifted into that like general health and wellness and well-being. And I'm sure I know a lot of young women have like dealt with disordered eating, whether it's a formal eating disorder or not. I, like many of us, like fought my own demons around that. And I think that that's when I really became more interested in like the healing properties of food and wellness and supplements and like really finding that I want to say a little bit of like mind body spirit like and just feeling like just feeling like overall feeling better being that like best version of yourself and maybe a bit of it is still for performance and more of like a business performance personal performance like I'm really into personal development now so yeah I think I got into it for athletics but then it's kind of shifted into something that I feel like is a lot more aligned with a, a life like long-term you know just life like outside mm-hmm. of sport because my like focus for so long right of and that's why the identity crisis came in is because it's like it was such a big part of me but I think this is like it's the same part of me but just kind of evolved which I think is cool was going to school like while you were kind of like you mentioned having like issues with food like disordered eating like weird relationship with food was it hard like learning about food and nutrition and stuff while that was going on my first thought when you said that is like, no, that's how I coped, which I had never said out loud before, which is interesting. This is like therapy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't find it hard because yeah, I'm that, I love to be all knowing. Like for me, knowledge is power and I feel really empowered to like make like decisions and just whatever, lead my life. Like the more that I know. And I think that I... It was a way to like made me feel good and I didn't have like I don't even know what the issue was. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like looking back, like I think like part of it was like a lot of like control and not necessarily around like, oh, 
I didn't have a great body image, but I was not necessarily being like, I'm like not going to eat that because like, I don't want to like get fat or whatever. Like a lot of like my bad habits around food were like about control. So I think they were almost two separate things where it's like, I could still like really respect like nutritional science. And I loved learning about it and optimizing human health and like in that athletic performance way, but it wasn't at all triggering because I saw them as two separate things the way that I saw myself and like any negative thoughts that I had around that, that was, that was one thing. And like me getting an education and like learning like real science was, was another thing. And I didn't even like think of before if, if they would have been tied together at all. Like I had honestly like never thought about that. Really? I feel like it's like pretty common. The other one that's common is um, that I've seen because I've been vegan for almost six years and I nice. feel like a lot of people fall into vegan. I was vegan now. for three years and I just am now like pescatarian mm-hmm. and kind of part of my healing journey. But anyways, also. Yeah. Vegan. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a common one is people will use veganism as a way to like hide the issues that they have with food because it's like an easy way to cut out food groups, you know? Yeah. Totally me. Totally. Really? Like a little bit. Yes. Like I still believed in it, but I was also kind of like. Because I had issues, like I said, like around control where I would like lose control. So for me, like, but again, it's like, I don't know if it was necessarily negative. I knew that I was like, in my mindset, I was like, okay, this is actually like kind of a good thing because I know that I will eat way too much dessert at like whatever. If I like go here and whatever, like I'll just like lose control and eat way more than I need to. And it was like coping for my anxiety. I would like eat. But if I am grew up in a traditional Portuguese family and like both sides are Portuguese and like there's not a lot of vegetable based meals yeah it's very like you know dairy meat centric so it's like it was a way for me to like control myself because like I couldn't eat it and again like not in like a I was able to like reintroduce it like now and I'm like so much better and like like I said we're all on our own journeys but Mm -hmm it was weird because like I was learning about the science and I believed in the science, but at the same time there was that duality of like the thought for sure. That's the thing. It's like, it's always also tangled together. And it's like, when you have like mental health and that you, then you put education into it and then you have like disordered thoughts. It's like, which comes first and like, how are these, it's something I've never truly understood. I don't think a lot of people like have the answers, but it's like, Mm -hmm. unless you like, been in it like and I'm sure like you have like it's you don't realize how tangled everything is and like intertwined in your own life and like food outside of like health and outside of disordered eating and like how it affects your relationships or you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like how you view the world like you don't realize how tangled together it is until you like really try and pull it apart and understand it and then you like question everything you're like well do I think that because of this belief or is it because I truly think that Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of power comes into from like stepping outside of yourself and like observing your thoughts, which is like a huge part we learn in like manifesting and stuff is really to get out of your own head and kind of see like the whole picture. Totally. Know? Which I feel like is also very holistic health. Yeah, 100%. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so my last cool. question is um, like someone like me, I'm running a newer health and wellness business new in the industry and stuff do you have any like tips for anyone like me like someone starting off or wanting to start to grow their audience Mm -hmm. their clients stuff like that of course yeah I think that the well firstly 
I have a great podcast episode. <laughs> but oh, I'll just really? plug right here about yeah. start how to start your wellness business in 2020, mm-hmm. um, which is literally like episode number two of my podcast. I published it like late last year, um, but that's a good one. But my biggest tips, hmm. number one, I feel like is starting before you're ready, which is sounds so cliche and I'm sorry, but like honestly and truly like just start putting your name out there. Like even as simple as you don't even need the Instagram. You don't even need the website. You don't even need to be finished school. Mention it to some family and friends, like post a little something on your personal Instagram story and be like, Hey, I'm embarking on this new journey. And I'm looking for some people who like kind of want to be guinea pigs or like want to like, you know, test some stuff. Like basically you're going to want to change everything as soon as you start. So for people who like haven't started yet, either just started talking about services, saying that they do stuff, offering services and promoting themselves, put your, putting yourselves out there, asking friends and families for referrals. Like those are all little things that you can do to just like get the ball rolling. And that's how I got like my first two or three nutrition consulting clients. And then I chose to not grow it after that because I was like, oh, this isn't for me to like do this work. But I didn't do anything. I didn't have a website. I didn't even have service packages. Like literally you don't need much all you have to do is be solving a problem for someone and get in front of that person and you know trade some services for dollars it's not it doesn't have to be more complicated than that in the beginning because it's once you start working with people is the when you're really gonna like get a taste for what direction you want to take your business in so it's like you're doing yourself such a disservice by doing all this prep work to plan and execute something that you think you want to do and then you do it and then you have to go back to the drawing board so it's like if you can just get your feet wet and like explore a few different areas and try different things because again like you might think you want to do one thing but you try something else and you actually end up liking it more um that will happen and just like my name changes like honestly embrace it because you have no idea when like that next change is like going to be the next big thing and if you're like intuitive like you know like you and I are like then I believe that all ideas literally everything happens for a reason including ideas and especially if something is like nudging you then totally take action and I think the next the next piece is to like is to be really clear on what you do and who you do it for and that goes kind of into like ideal client but in the reality like for health practitioners and like health and wellness pros and I see healthcare pros struggle with this all the time is not knowing how to talk about their services and like not knowing how then that's like quote unquote selling your services because the whole goal of selling and really like closing those clients and even online this applies to online is like you have to be speaking their language and being and you have to be able to talk about what you're offering in a way that resonates with them and like in a way that says to them hey like I can solve your problems as opposed to you talking about it in a way that doesn't that they don't connect with and because healthcare pros are so like you guys are so well trained and like either like niche areas or you know you've just invested a lot of time money and energy into learning and being the professional but you're not meeting people where they're at and then so any like messaging just goes like right over your head because it's like you're talking about like what would be an example like and like maybe even something like leaky gut like you're talking about leaky gut and like the gut brain connection whatever and just like going off and meanwhile they aren't even aware 
that like your gut and your brain talk and you're literally talking about all these things like gut brain axis leaky gut like loose junctions inflammation whatever like and they're like what all they know is that they have they've been really freaking moody lately and they've had extreme bloating every time they eat like Mm. and but you're not and you're the you're like why does no one like take action like why is no one like booking appointments with me or like closing with me like i literally i'm like following and engaging with all these people that are my ideal clients that i'm building relationships with they're in my dms like every single day but they're not booking in my calendar it's like likely because you're not meeting them where they're at and it's like going down understanding fundamentally okay what problems am i solving for my ideal client and how are they talking about their problems? You don't know? That's easy. Have a conversation with somebody. Like, I just call up my ideal clients all the time. I'm just like my friends, my family. Like, I'm sure you know. Like, how many people mm-hmm. can you think of right now that you're like, I would love to work with them? Oh, like 10 at least. 10 at least. And how many yeah. of those people, if you went into like their DMs, whether they're friends or not, and just said, like, hey, do you have like honestly, five minutes to connect with me so that I can answer five you can answer five questions about things like new programs and services that I'm working on how many of those people would say yes probably all of them probably all of them yeah Yeah. someone you know is obviously going to help you exactly and especially if you're like offering something cute like a little freebie and you're like you could even like just do it on your stories and be like hey guys I have like a 10 minute survey that I would love some feedback on and anyone who does it, I'm offering a free 15 minute consultation or a free seven day meal plan. Like, because that is like where the power happens when you can understand what their like deepest fears and like pain points are like, that's Mm -hmm. what people pay for. Like people pay to fix their problems, you know? And it's like, you need to show them like, Hey, I understand what you're going through. And they have to understand to make the decision people who are confused don't buy yeah that makes sense so it's like it's a basic principle but it literally like is truly night and day like I saw it in my own business in my own Instagram like when I started like when I stopped just like talking about like random marketing shit and I actually just like started speaking like my ideal client speaks about what they're trying to do like I say like yeah like because is your engagement like shit (laughs) <laughs> they're like, <laughs> I'm like, then follow these steps, right? Because like, I know that there are like, are you completely overwhelmed with like what to do online to grow your business? And you feel like you don't have time for anything. I say that, is that mm. feel like you? Because yeah. I've literally spoken to my clients and that's what they say. Like that's, mm. that's what they say. So when you can use like their exact words, it's like money. Like they're like, holy shit. Yes. Yeah, she's in my head. And if she understands, then she must she must know what's wrong with me. Yeah. So those are like the two. And then obviously like being consistent, like shit's hard. Okay. Like growing, growing your brand and stuff. Like it's hard. Like I feel like I'm just like starting to gain momentum and like gaining consistent clients and money. And it's been like about 18 months. I know a lot of people who've done it in shorter, a lot of people who've had to wait a lot longer, but like you just have to like be consistent and like don't give up like if you're starting especially like people who are doing brand new instagram accounts or like you know to like really start their business or a new blog or new podcast it's like it just like takes time and like you have to respect that and just be taking those little actions like every day towards it and just like knowing what you're working towards like 
your end goal of like whether it's you know a full practice or growing your Instagram like so that you can like do more influencer type sponsorship stuff or um, launching a digital course or you know like be really clear on your goals and then just do something every single day that's like working in that direction as opposed to just like dabbling around because it's like business owners are like really good at dabbling like Mm -hmm. We like love to like, ooh, like, I'm going to like just check my PayPal and just like check on those payments. And it's like, what is that yeah. getting you? And now you just like wasted 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. The scattered brain, I feel like is a, like a newbie entrepreneur issue. Sometimes not even a newbie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I still struggle with it too, where it's like my boyfriend thinks that I work too much and like, because hello, I basically have two full-time jobs and I don't necessarily disagree with him, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just like puttering around on my computer and he can see it. And he's like, what are you even doing? And then like, I just kind of like give him side eye. But then like, I think about it. I'm like, okay, I'm like checking how many like unsubscribers I had on my last newsletter. And like, Mm. if my invoice like was opened, like by my client, like random stuff, you know what I mean? And it's like, when you can get super intentional about what you're doing and which is like, also why I created the, like my program and like the basis of holistic marketing, which is like my, my signature method is like, okay, like how do we take the guesswork out of what you're supposed to be doing every day? So you can actually spend way less time like in your marketing and like on the business side of things and actually focus on like seeing your clients and healing people. So I create protocols for my clients the way that you guys create protocols for your clients, which I thought was super cute. So, um, yeah. So like by the end of my 10 week program, we, I basically teach you a ton of stuff about like, okay, like how to show up on social and how to do email marketing, um, like building your list and like how to like send emails and things like that. But then really what we're like building up to is the idea that we're creating custom holistic marketing protocols for each person so that like, you know what you're doing every day, every week and every month, like in your business. Um, Mm. and I find that it just like, when you can take the guesswork out of it, then it's, it's so good. Like, and I actually, I do have a free checklist that is, or it's not a free checklist. No, it is a checklist. My free marketing protocol checklist, which I'm pretty sure is just that the wellnessmarketer.ca forward slash checklist. And it's like my stock version of it. So if you're like, Hey, like what should I be doing for my marketing or for anyone listening? It's just like, a quick like three or four things of like showing up on stories versus like posting in your feed versus getting in front of someone else's audience. But like, if you think about like the success with your clients, it's like, you wouldn't expect them to like be successful leading their own protocols, just like Googling what supplements they should be taking. And it's like, business owners are the same, which is, you know, why you worked with your coach in the beginning. It's like why I work still with like my coach and I invest in stuff all the time. But it's like when, if you're someone who's like really, really busy and you're like, shit, like I don't have time for like for my marketing, like I just don't have time. It's like, well, if you try and like figure out what to do and then you try and do it, mm-hmm. that's like two separate tasks. So by someone else telling yeah. you what to do or like even yourself, like if you could just make a plan for yourself in a schedule, you can be so much more productive because if you just like sit in front of your computer and you're like, okay, like I'm going to work for the next three hours. Mm-hmm. then and you're not seeing patients like I find like with marketing it's just so easy for people to like get lost in like the tasks of like scrolling on Instagram and whatever so I find having those like tasks are like so key and just like your own personal schedule so like I said I have that free checklist that like can serve as a starting point for people and if you want like download it put the link in the show notes but the wellnessmarketer.ca forward slash checklist or it's also in my Instagram bio link but 
um, you can like change it and like make it your own, like based on what you're doing. Like if you have a podcast or a YouTube video or like YouTube channel, um, I find it's been like super helpful. And like my clients have just been like, okay, like this just takes the overwhelm out of everything and it's bomb. So I highly recommend making a protocol for yourself so that you know <laughs> what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. You're such a powerhouse. I feel like I just learned so much. <laughs> yes okay I love it Mm -hmm. it's a casual Saturday it's casual yeah definitely so is there um so I know you mentioned your website is there anywhere else that people can find you oh yeah um Instagram is my vice of choice so you can follow me on Instagram at the wellness marketer and I'll have all tons of more fun links like the link for my podcast and Mm -hmm. the checklist and stuff and if you want to learn more about my program zero to a thousand that's all in the link in my Instagram bio as of right now, my website is still under construction. So there's not too much happening there, but like my podcast is live in there. So you can stream it from my website as well. Um, but yeah, mostly everything's happened on Instagram or you can get on my email list where all the important peeps uh, get all the important information, which you'll get on it if you get the checklist. So any of those freebies yeah. you could download, but yeah. Cool. Thank you. Awesome. No problem. Well, thanks so much for having me. 